ready, Uncle Sammy? Always ready. You ready, Lady Rose? I was born ready. All right, let's pop them. Pop. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This, this, let's be honest. This is part duh. We had an issue, but we're good. We're here. Uh, we got Coach Chad with us tonight. How you doing, Coach Chad? Good. How are you guys? Oh, we lost you again. Went away again. Uh-oh. Oh, no, oh, we lost gosh. you. Dash two for Coach Chad tonight. Nothing changed. Okay, he was fine, and then as soon as we try to record, his sound goes away. What changed is that we started recording. All right. You ready, Uncle Sammy? Always ready. You ready, Lady Rose? I don't know anymore. <laughs> are, you, are you ready, Coach Chad? <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm- oh, we got Coach <laughs> Chad oh, with let's us. Go. Let's go. Pop him. Let's go. All right. What do we, hey, Coach Chad, what are we drinking here? What do we got? I want to know. I want you to know your taste in bourbon. A Marriott Courtyard Bullet Rye Fashion. Oh, Ooh. you Bullet Rye Fashion. Yeah. Huh. Do you have to put your pinky you know, up? That's a fancy Marriott Courtyard. You know, a little trick yeah. I learned is if you had some uh, very fancy chocolate, orange flavored chocolate, and you drink bourbon, you can make your own old fashioned as it bubbles in your mouth. Just put the chocolate in the right in the and, dr- and drink it at the same time. Yeah. All right. So before, uh, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Donks Podcast. How are you guys? How's the summer going for you guys? Ready? I'm ready. I think. Oh. I think I'm ready. Mentally, I'm ready. <laughs> Lady Rose has been on the world tour. Coach Chen, what have you been doing this summer? I, I haven't. I haven't really. I've seen you only a spot, spot here or there. What have you been doing? Yeah, I've been on been on the world tour as well. So, have you? Okay. Uh, Any place yeah. fun? Uh, I was in Cabo last week, so that was fun. And, uh, Canada for hockey camp the week before, and LA before that. So yeah, haven't been home much. Which uh, which camp did you do in Canada? Was it the NHL kids? No, it was uh, overtime hockey camp. Oh, okay. So, All right, we're not endorsing yeah. it. We're just asking. No free ads. <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> All right, just before we get started, I wanted to just say we're not medical experts, or nor are we here to actually provide any sort of medical advice, but we're going to talk about concussions. Uh, I think uh, we wanted to ask somebody that's involved in the field, and that's why Coach Chad is here, and we'll get into that in here in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to help educate myself and uh, educate athletes, you know, and ourselves on on concussions. So it's really just more of a fact finding kind of podcast kind of conversation. Right. So that's why we're here. Uh, I think concussions really came to light really, uh, you know, with one of, I guess the world's most famous or the U S is, you know, most famous NFL sports and the movie concussion, I guess, directed by Ridley Scott and the work of Dr. Bennett Omalu's study of the topic. Um, and with that said, I don't know how long Coach Chad has been doing this stuff, so I'm not trying to – I don't know if it supersedes a movie or not, so I'm not trying to take any credit away from what Coach Chad is doing here. Uh, and it's related to, um, I guess, deaths and suicides in, in the the NFL, and certainly I'm not trying to make this podcast because we're pretty lighthearted into something scary, but um, – and, 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 but I thought it was something we needed to talk about. You guys on board? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. All right. So, Coach Chad, why don't you uh, tell the the world, the podcast audience, all two listeners of ours, uh, your background? 
Yeah, so not a uh, not a doctor as well, not a medical professional. Um, got involved in this. I'm an attorney by background, but um, got involved in the concussion space. Uh, I was approached by a neurologist, Dr. Karasides, who was bringing excellent brain to market, and he needed some help commercializing it. And so I was consulting with him, given my background in the the business side of uh, the medical world, as well as the the work that I had done in sports what from representing football coaches and hockey players and um really realized through the work from him he, he was a, an amazing teacher um how much concussions affected me when i was playing um and so that's how i kind of got involved here but um like you said not here to give any medical advice here to kind of pass on what i've learned from him um and you know we can share a little bit more about about the company that he started and uh, I ended up partnering with him in, um, as well. That's awesome. Um, and, and Coach Shad, you're also a, uh, you played hockey and yep. you are also a, currently a certified, uh, I guess, whatever level coach you are, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. played since I was a little kid, grew up in the D.C. area, played uh, for the Washington Little Caps and, and Reston Raiders as a kid and then uh, have been coaching um my three kids uh, since they started at about, I think, uh, three or four years old. So I've uh, been coaching uh, the past however many years, six, seven years at this point, I guess. Um, and then uh, prior to that, as mentioned, kind of, I represented hockey players. So um, started a sports agency after law school representing hockey players, mainly focused on college free agents, so the guys that go through the draft process and didn't get drafted, but then develop a little bit later in college and, um, you know, try and help them find a, find a home in the, in the pro leagues. Um, so represented players from, you know, all over the world, NHL, AHL, ECHL, and a lot of European leagues as well. That's, that's awesome. But you missed the most important fact is your old alma mater and my, (laughs) and my fellow alumnus, the Virginia Tech Hokies, because all we ever hear about is Tennessee and Kentucky, so I'm glad to have and to, to outnumber these guys on this program. Today, let me tell you. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. Um, but you didn't outnumber the SEC, so I'm just. Hey, but we beat Kentucky when I was playing at Virginia Tech, so I can uh, leave that. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Them and what? Hockey. This is a hockey podcast. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's Let's fine. go. All right. Coach Chad zinging it early. I love it. I'll take the silence right. about Tennessee is that you didn't beat Tennessee, though. They probably didn't have hockey then. Right, yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tennessee probably played on, like, Whitey's Pond at Laurel, you know, which I call prison hockey back over there with all the wood boards and stuff. <laughs> That's what the Tennessee ice rink looks like. I'm, I'm teasing. Uh, I, my kid loves playing there, by the way, so I'm not knocking Laurel. But anyways, so let's talk about this company, um, XLNT Brain LLC. Um, and I know that for one of the local programs, you've gone in and done some baseline testing, I guess, with concussions. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your company real quick. Yeah, so Excellent Brain, as um, as I mentioned, Dr. Karasides, who's a neurologist uh, in the D.C. area, it's a company he started, um, came from, he, uh, a old friend of his from college, his son had had some issues with concussions, went to go see him, kind of realized the tools that were available in the industry 
just meet what he thought was necessary. And so he started developing the program from the up. And so the, the program, it's, it's a web-based solution. It's baseline testing, so neurocognitive testing, uh, baseline symptom tracking. Um, there's some baseline convergence and divergence testing, balance testing, all the different things that can be affected with a concussion. And it's really important to get a baseline right to compare to after injury. Um, one, to help a physician in the diagnosis of a concussion, but also in the return to play. So the program also builds in return to play and return to learn protocols. So it's being used by major universities across the U.S., health systems, school systems, and uh, club organizations of sport, like uh, some of the hockey programs in our area. Awesome. Awesome. Can you can you... Can we just take a step back? So what exactly is a concussion for like by its very definition? Like I, I don't, I remember when I was younger, well, I should, I shouldn't say younger. I was in my twenties and I, I ended up playing in this flag football league and I got, I got hit pretty hard from behind going up for a pass. And I remember going back to the huddle and kind of being in a daze and kind of like the cobwebs and it was just, and then afterwards, like a couple of days afterwards having headaches you know, and and I look back on it, and I didn't know what it was at the time because back back then, when you know, back in the seventies when I was playing as a youth, I'm kidding. Uh, no, you're not. But okay, but uh, anyways, it was it was very. I, I just remember like it was kind of. Is that what I went through? Like I guess in hindsight, you know, like what is a concussion exactly? Yeah, no, I mean, I think probably all have lots of stories, and like I said, once I more about concussion, I realized how how much affected. Uh, in my youth from undiagnosed But really at, at its at its basics, it's your brain is kind of floating inside your skull, right? Um, and it's when your brain from any sort of impact or, you know, jostling um, really slams on the inside of your skull. So it's, it's kind of like a bruise on your brain from slamming uh, against your movement inside your head and slamming against your skull. And then the symptoms that could present from it can really vary by people. Um, it, it's can be different for anybody. Um, they can present right away. They can show up a day or two later. Um, so it's really something that requires a comprehensive approach to monitor. Hmm. Okay. Um, is, so is I, I know that the term... CTE has been used. Is that interchangeable with concussion? Is that what, I'm not sure what, can you, can you give me an idea what that means? Uh, yeah. CTE is a kind of progressive disease that is, um, you know, believed to be, uh, that concussion can cause. Right. And okay. so you look at, uh, so CTE is what, when you reference Benetomala, what he discovered. Um, so it's these tau, neurofibrillary tangles in the brain that build up and start to cause the symptoms that you saw in like Mike Webster, um, Junior Seau, all the people that, you know, um, you've, you've seen in the news, right? And that it can only be diagnosed post-mortem. Uh, there's no way currently uh, to diagnose it um, when you're alive. There's things that are being studied, such as PET scans that can diagnose tau, but that's not that's not there yet, right? So it's only done uh, post-mortem. And um, Chris Nowinski's group, uh, the Concussion Legacy Foundation, does a lot of that um, along with um, BU and the 
there's a few other groups that I'm missing in there that do those studies um, to diagnose CTE. And so there's a lot of professional athletes that will donate their brains after death um, for those studies. But CTE is not interchangeable with concussion. It's really a progressive disease that occurs from the cumulative effect from a um, career of being hit in the head. Right. So, right. and it, and it happened to everybody. I think that is kind of a, a misconception. Um, but it, it happens a lot to, you know, professional football players, especially in those positions where you're just getting constant hits to the head. And there's the, um, studies that are showing that the cumulative effect of hits. So it doesn't always have to be that big blow, right? It could be those sub of hits that they build up over time um, and could eventually lead to CTE uh, later in life. So with, with CTE, though, it's not multiple concussions, it's multiple blows. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it could be multiple concussions, could be multiple, you know, just the cumulative effect of sub-concussive hits. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's something that progresses later in life that is caused from repetitive head trauma. Okay. Right. Um, CTE, what how it presents itself later in life can be, you know, it could look like dementia. Um, it could have personality issue, you know, effects, uh, which can happen during, as during your recovery from concussion too. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different things that can present in life. I think you know we're articulated uh, in the book Concussion and the movie uh, as well. Okay, let's. Um, why don't we? Why don't we kind of dumb this down for me? <laughs> let's let's go back. So let's let's talk. Let's go back to the concussion part of this, and can we go back to let's say like mites to squirts? Is there? What should we be looking for at kind of like that age level? Like, is there certain symptoms or what does a concussion look like for a kid at that age? I mean, I know that, I mean, we've all seen mites going around. I mean, mites on ice and all that. You know, the speed of it probably is is a lot, is probably a factor in it and what kind of hits these kids take. But I also, you know, we're watching a bunch of kids at at a rink today and they're skating around without helmets. I mean, I guess, do, do do you kind of get the gist of the question? Like, what does that look like at that kind of age yeah. group? Well, I think the first and most important thing is that if you suspect there's a concussion, then just sit them out, right? Like, there's no reason to return a kid to play. Whatever it may be, if you think there may have been a concussion, um, you know, we'll be uh, be talking about this in our, our coaches meeting later this uh, week as we get ready to start our season. One of the scariest things I, I saw last season was in an eight U game, and it was right after you know we all saw what happened to Tua, right? Mm-hmm. Where he was, what they called the fencing. His arm was up above him. His fingers were splayed out. Right. Right. Week after that. 8U game, uh, I'm on one bench on one half of the ice, and then there, there's another game going on on the other side, and I look over, and the goalie for the other team had been hit in the head, game stopped, and he's down in that fencing position. And what did they do? They took him off for a second, and they put him back on. And like that, to me, is just completely unacceptable. And what happened with the kid is actually a, a kid who played on 
the team, the organization that I coach with has got an amazing shot for an 8U, better than most of the, pretty much all the 10Us. The shot from the side of the goal and the goalie had turned around and it hit him in the back of the head, right? Where there's really no padding in the back of the goalie helmet there. And so he's down and he's in the fencing position and they returned him a few, few minutes later. And that's the thing that just really should not happen in youth hockey or youth sports in general. Pretty clear that there was something wrong, right? And if you think there's anything wrong, it's just not worth returning a kid to play. Um, there is a very rare um, uh, phenomenon called second impact syndrome. Whereas if you get hit in the head again and have another concussive hit, it's very rare that this were to happen. But if you're, you know, in the acute stage of concussion and you have another concussion where it results in death. I mean, like, why risk that? Why risk this kid, you know, having delayed or, you know, prolonged effects and symptoms in school and those sorts of things. So, um, but I, I think maybe to answer your question more directly, like what types of symptoms could you see in those kids? You know, headaches, clearly um, emotional changes are a big one um, that I, I think are, often overlooked and or misunderstood um you know sensitivity to light sensitivity to sound those sorts of things uh trouble concentrating are all sorts of symptoms of concussion and you know each person can like i said before it can be a bit different with them do we know why um some people i i guess i mean obviously every person is different but why why does it differ from person to person like why can one can take an impact like that and the other one, you know, you hear about some of these kids that have suffered their third concussion or, or you know, at, at such a young age. Why does that happen? Do, do we know the, what's, what's the scientific? Yeah, you don't, right. Um, as I mentioned before, there, it's, it's caused from the brain moving inside the head, right? So it could be something like um, the, there's studies and that show that, hydration matters or the amount of fluid inside your brain as a, a cushion effect so maybe that's different from individual to individual neck strength right that you could say that that shock absorber right as your head moves stronger your neck the more the less movement you would have there the more ability to absorb it um some of it could just be hereditary uh, we don't we don't have a exact science as to why some people might be more effective um as my kid gets older and our kids get older is is it are they more susceptible are they less susceptible i I mean i guess the speed of the game changes you know and then then we can gradually go into to maybe your personal thoughts about checking i don't know i mean but um as as you get older what does that look like does it does it does it change much or I don't think it changes in terms of the need to be aware and the need for coaches and and everyone that's involved in the game to to take it seriously, to recognize it when it happens. I think parents, um, you know, the, the game is, yeah, as you mentioned, it gets faster, you start hitting. So is there more opportunity for something to happen? Of course. Um, but so I think you need to be aware at a young age as well because it can happen just as an eight U, in an eight U game as it can in a in a sixteen U or a college game. Um, do you, Do you guys know what the protocols that that 
the leagues might have in place now, or is there something? I know that the NFL has spotters now to to say that person needs to. It, do you know? I, mean, I know you're coaching, um, and maybe Lady Rose might have some input on this. I don't know. Do you guys? What are the protocols now that we have in place for it? So I think like this is two years ago when I did my last coaching certification. But if there's any suspect of a concussion, you're supposed to sit the kid for the game and then have him like he can't skate again until he has a clear bill of health from a doctor. Yeah, I think that's the, the protocol that most organizations will stick to or, you know, state as when in doubt, sit them out. And then you want to be cleared by a medical professional. Um, might not need to be a doctor. Um, you know, you could have an athletic trainer and some. It did, That definition varies by state, right? Um, in some state, be a PT, uh, athletic trainer. Um, so it can be different. Um, from state to state, but uh, I think from organization to organization, it's a little bit, but it, it, yeah, one doubt, sit them out and get seen by a, by a medical professional before returning to play. Well, I think, so I think that kind of brings up a good point though, and, and maybe you're going to get to it and uh, I haven't looked at the notes closely enough, but like that, re- <laughs> <laughs> that return to play thing is, is big in the, the baseline testing, right? Coach Chad, like, like that, that really helps them define where return to play is safe. And right. I don't know if we talk enough about the baseline testing, like, and how important it is. Right. So, yeah, that's the point of cognitive testing, right? So you have the comparison to what your your cognitive function is like at a at a normal state, and then you can compare after injury. Not just after injury, but as you go through that return to exertion. Um, you want to see an improvement, probably in, in a lot of cases, I would argue that you want to see an improvement over the baseline test, especially if it's the first time they ever took that baseline test, because there is a little bit of a learning effect, and that's that's known, right? So, um, yeah, as they go, th- go through their recovery process, you'll gradually return them to exertion and start giving more and more um, to the point where, you know, you're in a full practice, and then you want to take one more cognitive test. It's kind of a checks and balance on each other, the symptom, symptom track, cognitive test, and just being in that, that setting uh, where there's contact, where there's, you know, the same noise, the same, you know, lighting, all those sorts of things that, you know, uh, in a controlled setting may not provoke symptoms, but um, when you actually get back to it, could end up provoking symptoms. So, what does uh what does one have to do to like um, reach out to you? Let's say hypothetically to get a baseline testing for that, or yeah. So our uh, so the excellent brain program is done through uh, not a uh, it's not a direct to consumer program. Right? So it's through the organizations of sport, whether that be the the high school system or the high school or the club organization you play for the university you play for. Um, there are some hospital systems throughout the country that offer the excellent brain cognitive testing program um, to individuals, as well as if they have outreach programs where they supply athletic trainers or services to different organizations to support. Um, they'll come in and, and work with them and provide the testing, but there's no like no direct to consumer option with the program. Um, and, you know, that's obviously 
you know, done intentionally um, because you want to have medical professionals involved right. in this process. I, I kind of have a spicy question. Sorry, I'm going to jump in because this is off script. But why isn't it Go ahead. why isn't it mandated? Like, I haven't ever heard of like a USA Hockey mandated at 14U concussion baseline test. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, um, USA Hockey has looked into that in the past. Um, they you know, for whatever reason, whether it's the, you know, variance in resources by school or those sorts of things or by, you know, organization, um, they've decided to not go that route. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, our program is, is not expensive. Um, so it could be done. Um, I personally think it should be done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's, other schools of thought too, when it comes to cognitive testing, as I mentioned, the concussion really, the cognitive testing is not the end all be all. Don't get me wrong, right? There are lots of things that can go into the diagnosis of a concussion. Um, and what we've tried to do with our program is encompass all those things with the, the cognitive test being the, the core to the program, but there are other areas. So there are other programs out there that do different types of cognitive testing. I think there's some distinct advantages to our particular cognitive tests, but there's others that are shorter and don't cover as many areas of cognitive function or, but, you know, they, and, and something's better than nothing, right? So I think that probably comes into it is there's differing opinions within the medical community as to what is necessary um, there. So that's probably a part of it too. But um, in my opinion, yeah, I think that there should be some protocol in place for every USA hockey organization. I mean, we have safe sport and we have coaching, you know, requirements and we have background checks. I feel like if it's as cost effective as a safe sport, yeah. you know, re-up, then there, you know, I think for the long-term health benefits of the athletes, that, that seems to make sense, right? Yeah, same thing. I mean, think about well, do think about what we pay oh. dues. Like, is anybody really going to complain about fifty bucks extra to protect their kid's brain? Yes. Whoa, whoa don't yes, don't don't lowball his price now. <laughs> I'm just you was, just lowballed him. Oh, sorry, sorry, Chad or Coach Chad. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just watched the stock dip. Thanks. <laughs> Way to go, I, Sammy. I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, no, um, no, I just it's just one of those things that like I'm I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around as like. And and I think I, I focus on it more in a in a setting like USA Hockey, USA Lacrosse, where I pay a membership every year, right? Like I write a check every year for fifty five bucks or whatever. Like, what is that going? Roll it into what that, is that going right? to? If I if you're telling me that we have this ability to test, and every kid should do it if they're going to play an impact sport, like like what is my governing body doing? Yeah, well. Yeah, roll it into well. There, it's going into the ma- management yeah. of just the database of that number and being able <laughs> to pull it out. That's that is the first and foremost. That's where it's going, and and the staff. And trust me, that's worth it because nope. there's lots of people. Don't want anything to do with that's it. That's fine. Wow, twenty twenty. However, twenty five minutes in, the donks finally get riled up. Way to go, donks! <laughs> Jesus. 
No, uh, but uh, hey, you guys were talking about brains, and Chad and Coach Chad was the expert. I got nothing to say about those things. However, I got lots to say about organizational <laughs> management. That, that or that or she's just brainless. I'm so just kidding. The, I'm teasing. Hey, the, the, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. The other thing that I found interesting is when we started talking about this at our previous organization, they did not do any baseline testing until they the child was 11. Like, is that just due to like cognitive brain development or your previous, previous uh, or this previous, 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 I guess it would be two ago. Okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> you yeah. pre elite, pre elite hockey. Previous. Wait, hold on. No, it's hold previous on. to that one. Wait. Sorry, coach. Jack. Go ahead. No, hold on. Let me going to say it right. It's pre elite and you got to put your pinky up. This is a part you've missed for the last 25 minutes, Chad. Go, Chad. Sorry. Go ahead, Chad. Uh, let, let, let the man answer the question. Go ahead. Yeah, so part of that has to do with just the way the cognitive tests are written, right? So there are things that you can do um, with younger kids, right? The cognitive tests, at least the one that I know you're – your pre-elite organization was using, um, as well as, as mine, are written at a fifth or sixth grade reading level, right? So when you talk to have the younger kids do it, they're going to get more invalid tests. And invalid just means that when compared to the norms, you're fo- so far outside the norms that, you know, we, we don't think it's a, a score. Maybe you were trying to tank it or those sorts of things. But those scores... That's, that's not the case, right, in a lot of the kids' situation. Um, and just because they're scoring outside of the norms doesn't mean the data is not usable. It is. Um, and then there's other things that you can do with those kids that may not be at, you know, not have the, the reading ability. Um, you know, they could do balance testing. They could do convergence testing. They could do ocular tracking. So there are other things that can be done um, with the younger groups. Um, but it, it's a matter of just the organizations getting behind it, corralling the kids to do it. And then, you know, I think the other going back a step to, you know, why doesn't USA Hockey or USA Lacrosse mandate it is because you also have to make sure that you have the people in place to actually manage it after the fact, right? Like you could, you could have it there during the USA Hockey registration, but if you're somewhere that doesn't have anyone in place to be able to actually treat that individual after the suspected injuries occurred, well, then what good does it really do? Now, I think there's a lot of things now with telemedicine that could address that. Um, but that's, that's part of the obstacle, I think. Interesting. Can I, can I, can I give you all a hot take here? Let's go. Like I, I, I'm a true believer in the baseline testing. Okay. But it's kind of like the coffee at McDonald's. It says, be careful, it's hot. Like, we're on here because we have to tell parents, some parents, that it's a CBHL youth hockey game. If little Johnny is out there and he's bleeding out of his ears and his, his, his <laughs> eyes or something, you better pull him from the damn game, right? Like, I don't care. Or the coach needs to pull him. Use some common sense. Yeah, no, you're right. right? If, 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 if he can't handle the puck and he's skating the wrong way, there's something wrong. And if the coach, which... I trust a lot of the coaches. Don't get, I'm not, this is not attacking the coaches, but it's not worth it. Don't get pissed because he gets benched. Don't get, don't get pissed because they took precautionary measures. You know, uh, it's 
let's use some common sense. Well, I, Be good parents and look for these things, right? And that's kind of what we're doing here, right? A little bit, you know, just be aware. That's all. Well, I'd that's almost all I'm like saying. to see them give somebody some power in that scenario, right? Like in the NFL, there is a medical doctor that watches the mannerisms of every player for concussion symptoms, right? Like why, why, like does the, does the ref have that power? Like, Hey, he's done for today because I'm worried about his brain. Like, I don't know that answer. And maybe in our episode with, our local ref, we can ask that, but like, why, why do we not have more? Well, there's but, hey, go ahead, Coach. Putting on my lawyer hat here, right? <laughs> like, that's a liability yeah. on those, those individuals, right? Because say they don't pull someone that they should have, and now you have this policy that says they should have. Are you going to hold that referee who's just, he's not qualified, yeah. right? He's not a medical professional, not there for that he's there to judge the rules of the game um not you know recognizing those certain things so it's a lot of it's a liability thing and it's a lot of responsibility to put on the people i think what it comes down to we we got to deal with what we have we aren't going to have doctors and spotters and the eye in the sky at youth hockey games right it's just it's not going to happen so it just comes down to common sense from the coaches putting the in front of when the wins and losses um, parents, coaches, players, we all get wrapped up in it in the moment, but you got to take a breath and take a step back and, uh, you know, do what's right in those moments when they, when they come up. Only, only we can take something so scientific and make it something about the parents <laughs> and the coaches. <laughs> only we can do that. We're donks. Uh, well, we, I also think that, that maybe if, if I think USA hockey is addressing this issue, but in an indirect manner, like what's the root cause of it, right? Checking Right, they got rid of checking at squirt level, and I think they are taking measures and it's something very active. It is youth sports. Like, what are we doing here, right? Um, and and I, I guess that leads to the next question. Um, you know, and it, it's going to be it would be a tough thing for me and and for any one of us here because we love this game so much. When is too much? Too much, Coach Chad. Like, I mean, your kid's gone through your third concussion at squirt level. I mean, that's a pretty you know, I, I, God forbid. I mean, you hate to take the love of the, you know the love of the game away and all that. But when when is it too much? Like when when should you start thinking about going and and first of all getting that help for the kid after suffering three, let's say, and then or keeping him in. Yeah, I mean, look, and I'll, I'll preface this by again saying I am not a doctor, but I am not of the opinion that of you've had three concussions, four concussions, five concussions, whatever it may be, you shouldn't play ever again. Um, I just don't think that's the right approach as said time and, you know, over and over again in this, in this talk, right? Everyone's different. Every concussion's different. And so I think you might have a more um, conditioned and calculated approach and how you return them to play after, you know, a second, third, whatever it may be. Um, but I don't think there's like a hard number of, okay, no, you need to move on to a non-contact sport. You could get a concussion walking down the street, right? You could trip off a curb. You could whatever. Uh, I have a friend who got a concussion shopping cause she went down and hit her head on a shelf <laughs> yeah. and didn't think she yeah. didn't think that she did. And then realized that the headache wasn't going away 
the day a day later. Like literally, she went to pick something up. And I also think that wow. that's what yeah. makes it yeah. super difficult. Is there's not a black and white, right? Like if you tell me three concussions and we're done, like that's super simple, right? Like, oh, third concussion. Sorry, yeah. like. I just think it's funny Lady Rose tried to make it somebody else. Oh, it was a- <laughs> It wasn't me. And that person <laughs> That person may listen to this podcast and they will know who, that it's them. Oh, here comes our first hate email. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I uh, no, no, no. No, they're wonderful people. Okay, Thanks, all right. Hi. All right. Um, so I'm sorry, did did he answer your question or did you I got a concussion dancing on a table, but that's a different story. <laughs> Again, you, well, I you wasn't can take, on the table. Girl out of Kentucky, but you can't take the Kentucky out of the girl. Listen, I I blame <laughs> I don't, Biggie Small. I don't know. And, okay, all right. And, and and Julia Stiles. I was just trying to recreate the scene from Ten Things I Hate About You. And it might have been after the Dixie Chicks concert, and it might have been and you might have crushed That's it, right? All. No, I mean I, my skull, maybe. Yeah, but that, yeah. I've heard stories about this, and I will not air them on this. <laughs> um, Never again. All right, Coach Chad. So it, it was interesting. So it, it was interesting that this this podcast came up tonight, and then I had a conversation with the dad, and we were talking about we're talking about equipment. We're talking about skates and what we don't. Well, we, where we spend our money, right? And and he was giving me some advice. His kid's an older kid. And he goes, I always spend the money on the skates because my kid, you know, he thinks it's mo- one of the most important pieces of equipment. But he said he also spends the money on the helmet. And I think you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. He was alluding to the fact that his kid, he remembers three specific hits where he got pretty hit pretty good. Um and even hitting the corner of you know where the uh, the benches and and the ice re, you know restarts um, hit the corner of that and it wasn't you know he said thank God it was padded but he he saw his kid hit the head his head on that uh, is there anything like I, I I'm not asking for a particular uh, endorsement for any sort of brand for helmet but what should parents be looking for when it comes to the the helmet aspect of it to kind of help prevent these things? Wait, hold on. Before you guys start like diving into this Blacksburg thing, like, do we just, can we just get that out of the way? (laughs) We already talked about Blacksburg. You weren't here and I had to defend the SEC by myself. I was listening. I heard. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There there is a great university. (laughs) Right. Uh, That did a helmet helmet. study. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's what I'll say to that, though. No helmet's ever going to eliminate concussions. Okay. Right? There's no helmet that can take that that force away where, you know, your your brain's not moving inside your head. Now, that being said, there are some that are better than others of absorbing more of that impact. Um, and proper fit is really important in absorbing that impact. So I think there's something to it. Uh, at the same time... Um, just because it's the most expensive doesn't mean it's the best, right? It comes down to proper fit. Um, I would do your research on which helmets have gone through that testing from that amazing university. Um, uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, no, no helmet is ever going to eliminate concussions. And I would also even caution that, that approach, 
approach that you kind of heard from the dad you were talking to today into a, you know, false sense of security, right? Um, that, you know, if he saw a hit that looked really bad, um, you know, you should be monitoring your, your son or daughter after the game. Right. Um, not just saying, well, I bought the best helmet that's on the market. They're fine. Right. Yeah. So I'm not that was his approach, but uh, um, there is a false sense of security that can can come with those sorts of things um, that, you know, shouldn't be there. There's no helmet that's going to ever eliminate concussions. Yeah, I, I think personally for me, like this past year, it took me forever just to find one that I wanted to buy. And I did reference that study, so it was kind of interesting. And that study is, uh, as, as well as I, th- I think, you know, they did a, a decent job with it. Some of it's a little bit like, um, gets a little bit convoluted at some point, you know, because they seem to be really close, you know, when it comes to some of the grading. So I was, um, I was super interested because I actually like went in and read about that study. And kind of to, to highlight what Coach Chad said, it's it's not the most expensive, right? Like the number three helmet on the on the hockey list is a eighty dollar helmet. Like and when yeah. we talk about like hockey equipment, that's like pennies on the dollar. Like, but that number three is for a certain type of like head shape, right? And yeah. and it's it's very very convoluted into what you're getting for what you're paying for. And is that the right fit? And and certainly, and certainly, I mean, I, I I'm not when we talk about this stuff, I'm not trying to influence people into. Um, I think what you said, Coach Chad, a false sense of of uh, you know, uh, you know, where where you're just feeling like okay, it's going to be okay, you know. And certainly, I'm not trying to scare people one way or the other because I think. A lot of these things have influenced, especially like the helmet study, right? You see these NFL guys have these ginormous uh, space ball looking helmets. And, and it's, you know, I think, I think this stuff has kind of influenced the game, but, um, in, you know, it can be both negative and positively, right? Like, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that they're not playing football or their kid will never play football because of the concussion issues and CTE and, XYZ and certainly we're not trying to do that with this, right? I mean, I think we just want people yeah. to be aware. So I'm, I'm sorry, I just wanted to reiterate that while it was in my head. Go ahead, Coach Chad. Um, you know, I think uh, to that same point, right? People look at, at programs like Excellent Brain and they they get nervous, thinking, "Oh, this is you know going to keep my my kids or my players out of the game." And that's not not the point. In a lot of cases, it actually could help return them to the game faster. Um, rather than saying you had a concussion, you're out for two weeks. It's a individualized approach. You had a concussion. We're going to monitor your symptoms every day. And when your symptoms start to resolve, we're going to do a cognitive test. And if you're back to baseline, we're going to put you through some more exertion and we're going to test you and it could get you back quicker. Right. So it's a really more individualized approach and it's not to just, yeah, take people out of the game or scare people away from these sports or, or change these sports and, you know, take any contact out of them. Um, that's certainly not my goal in any of it. Um, I, I love the way I love contact sports that played the game in a very physical manner and, uh, right. would never, want it, uh, any different. I, I think to that point, I think you were getting at it earlier with some questions of what's different now. Um, obviously the rules are different, changing the age of checking is different, taking away things like blindside hits and going back to the helmet piece. The blindside hit, that occurs, and this is where some of the, 
you know, you see people have the biggest issues with concussion as a, a shearing effect. So you get hit blindside and your brain, your head twists and then your brain twists inside your skull and that shearing effect um, has, you know, been found to be, you know, some of the, the most consequential type hits. Um, so I struggle to see where, you know, super fancy helmet's going to that, right? Yeah. Impact on the head. I'm sure there's maybe there's been studies that I haven't read on it, but I, I struggle to see where if you're getting hit from the blind side across your jaw and you're, you're twisting and that and your brain's twisting inside your head, how a helmet's really going to help affect that. And so that's again just a not saying don't take helmets seriously. I absolutely should find the best fitting helmet and the ones that are rated well. Um, don't just go buy the old uh, old Jofa or anything that. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, and and I, I think it's hard to watch the NFL now because when we were growing up, that 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 hit you just described was the most awesome hit to watch. So when you that's what you waited for, right? The the ear hole hit where the helmet goes flying seven yards, and you you look inside the helmet to see if the head's inside of it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of yeah. and even in hockey, like Paul Korea. I mean, that that hit was just devastating, and that guy. I mean, I think that's yeah. a lesson of what not to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, and I think when, when the rules started changing in the game for any of us that grew up with the way it was more, you know, it, the change is always tough to deal with. I, I played the game with that looking for those types of hits because, you know, they were somewhat legal back then, but half the hits that I, I are now I'm getting suspended for easily. Um, Probably multiple games, and uh, so initially, you know, there's uh, there's reluctance to see those changes. I was reluctant to see, um, and it occurred before I started working with with Dr. Karasides, but uh, I was reluctant to see them move the age of checking up because I was the school thought of, oh well, they need to kids need to learn at a younger age because then they're going to get bigger and they need to protect themselves. Now I realize that that's kind of a garbage argument, and you got to be concerned of the cumulative effect. Um, and this really is a better route for the kids and I do support it now, but my first knee jerk reaction before I really understood concussions, um, was, you know, the, that they should keep checking at peewees, um, that, you know, the blindside hits were, well, that person should have his head up. It's his fault. You know, um, those sorts of things that I realize now that it's the wrong way to think about it. So you do support the Bantam checking. Like that's the, that's the right, is that the right time to bring it in or should it be you 15, you 16? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could make an argument that it should come later. I mean, there's still going to be, you know, what USA hockey calls competitive contact in any of the non-checking leagues. Right. And I think so it's a, a matter of how you phase in competitive contact, uh, without the full-on open ice hit. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a part of me that could see even making it all. Yeah. Um, like, we like to, that kind of effect, but we like to call it angling as a mic. <laughs> yeah. Competitive <laughs> contact. <laughs> um, you go to a, a midget or a Bantam game now, and it, it's not the same game, right? They're not, and it's smarter because they, you know, it used to be you finish your checks 
second after the guy gets rid of the puck, you still want to finish your check on him. Well, what's that doing? It's taking you out of the play. And so now the game's realized that, and you don't see those hits being thrown. So even at the checking level, there's a, there's so much less hitting than there used to be, which is, is a good thing. Right. Right. Um, well, I think that's part right, well, of did, USA Hockey, right? Like mm-hmm. the the push to make it a more skill game vice a physical game. Well, and just the smarter game. Like I said, I mean, it, it would be that even if it took me out of the play, you go finish your check and try and put that guy on the ice after he's gotten rid of the puck. And now the puck's all the way on the other end of the ice by the time I'm getting going the other way, you know? So it's more of just smart taking away time and space. It's... You, know, you see why slap shots aren't in the game that much anymore, except for the one timer. That there's like, you know, how much that's gone down by percentage of shot taken. It's because of how long it takes to get it off. Because there's no time and space anymore in the game. And that's the way you know everyone's coached is to take it away. So if you're finishing all those hits after someone's gotten rid of the puck, then you can't take away time and space in the same way. <laughs> that's a good way to say it, there, Coach Chad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you guys uh, have anything else for Coach Chad on that? I think he – was there anything I missed, Coach Chad? Did we hit that pretty good? It was very lawyerly and concise. <laughs> I think it was, it was I, I just, I just think of people who, who have met Coach Chad and know how, like, laid back and, and just, just you know – is, is that what we call Coach Chad? I think he's laid back as hell, and and I'm I'm listening to him talk oh. about some of these hits that he's looking for and this mean streak, and I'm like, I just don't like. Wow, okay, like, uh, <laughs> I just I I'm like, wow, okay, I don't I need to drink with this guy more and see what he's really like. <laughs> no, I I think it was great, and I think that the the part that we can really take away from this is is more about what we were talking about with equipment, right? Cause that's what everybody's concerned with right now, especially going into the season is, is I don't have to buy a $5,000 helmet, right? I have to buy the helmet that fits right. And I think we lose a lot in that aspect of like, well, I bought him a $500 helmet, so there's no way he'll get a concussion. Like, yeah. So I guess when with with Coach Chad's background, if if he's telling the players out there to keep their head up, you better keep your damn head up. <laughs> you ever been ear holding? I think you ever been ear holding right, practice? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so just remember that. I think that's that's the, I think that's the best way to summarize it. Keep your head up, kids. Yeah, yeah. But modern season with. <laughs> all right. Coach Chad, thank you for doing that. Um, and uh, we're going to move into our next bit here. You guys ready for it? What do we What do we want first? We want the hockey sponsor business, or you want the fortune cookie wisdom? So, in keeping with tradition, let's go with the hockey sponsored business. All right, tonight's hockey sponsored business is going to be Heroes Hockey, and we're going to do that interview in a day or two, and we're going to insert it here. So we'll leave it blank. Nailed it. That's what we do. This is what the Dunks Podcast does. I'm also going to leave and that And pause. I'm also going to leave that And in. Okay, stop talking. And <laughs> pause. Next bit. All right. The fortune cookie wisdom for tonight is, before we go into the top three, is a sound mind in a sound body is a short but full description of a happy state in the world. A sound mind in a sound body is a short but full description of a happy state in the world. I think it simply says that everything transcends the sport that we love to include our, you know, our, 
everything like our kids' health is the most important thing. Just, so just keep it, keep that in mind when, when we're getting into the season. Um, I hope that you guys got as much as I got out of this, this podcast talking with coach Chad about concussions. Um, I mean, I've, me personally, like go out there, let them love the game, enjoy the game. You know, if you play scared, you know, I, I think that there's a belief that you'll get hurt. So I'm not saying go out and play scared, but what I'm saying is, is that just be mindful, you know, just be mindful of your kids and, and hockey is a great sport and we love it, but just keep your eye on your kids too, right? Like it's a, it's a physical sport. It's a contact sport, and we're not out here uh, playing tag football. No offense to tag football players out in the world. Go ahead, Sammy. Did you have something? No. Okay. We're not out here dancing like Julia Stiles on a That's what it is. (laughs) I was going to go with dollar, dollar bill, y'all, but uh, (laughs) I took it to another level there. No, that was yeah, that was appropriate. I, that, not that me. Was appropriate. Nope, that's not me. Where was mm-hmm. where was no. Big Wildcat while you were doing this? He wasn't there. It was a ladies' night. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, note okay. to self: no ladies' nights. Yeah. Don't want to deal with concussions. Got it. No, I've given that up. Mm-hmm. It sounds. It's. It almost sounds like it wasn't the magic Mike moment, but a magic Michelle moment. I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> no. You have to go watch the. You have to go watch Ten Things I Hate About You. I've seen it. I just don't it. remember it. Right. Okay. Well, you you need to. All right. And that's what that was. It was that. All right. My apologies, anyway. Coach Chad. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> we always go on tangents. All right. Top three for tonight, boys and girls. Uh, let's go with our. I guess with the summer conclusion, let's go with our summer experiences with our players. It can be, and our kids. It could be hockey or non hockey related. I got I got no problems with either one. Um, let's just talk about what we did this summer. Top three experiences. Who wants to go first? All right, nobody jump. All right, right I'll, Bueller, I, Bueller. I'll go first. I got it. All right, all right. So three for me is going to be uh, bringing home a banner this summer. Always cool to uh, see oh, them come Jesus. together. Listen, a little bit of success isn't a bad thing. All right. Uh, oh Jesus! Right. Number two, we did the the Maid of the Mist in Niagara finally, and uh, did, did you wear the raincoat? Oh yeah. What color was it? Blue on the American side. Oh. Okay. Right. Um, great experience. Line wasn't long. Like, uh, it was a great day too. Like it was beautiful when we went, so that helps. Um, but just something not like. I would ever do normally, you know, like that whole, like, um, touristy, like I want to go do something that nobody else does, but it was kind of cool. Um, okay. And then number one, we went to the Red Sox game at Fenway and baseball is my sport. Like that's the one that I, I loved growing up. So getting that time to connect with little peanut and like watch something that I kind of get into, uh, definitely was up there for me. No, oh, that was beautiful. Thanks, man. As you, as you, as you shipped your kid off for the whole summer, but that was beautiful. Listen, mm-hmm. don't be jealous. <laughs> he went a whole month without his, both of his kids. <laughs> I did one whole month, and it was fantastic. Oh, all right, Coach Coach Chad, you got three with your with your family, kids, whatever. Um, sure. Yeah, this, uh, this past weekend, uh, number three. Uh, friend of mine from high school bought the zoo in our our area and so uh wait, wait what yeah. i've seen this movie yeah, he, yeah he, I, they bought the zoo 
she bought the zoo. So the, the Ruskin Zoo, she bought the zoo and uh, got to go there and have a behind-the-scenes look, uh, stayed after her closed and see the kangaroos and cheetah and everything up close. So it was a really cool experience. For the That's kids. sick. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, took them out to L.A. and went to Venice Beach. It was the first time uh, my younger two had been off the East Coast, so they were kind of blown away by the, the sights at Venice Beach. Wow. And, uh, Just throw them right into uh, it there, Coach Chad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to In-N-Out? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we did go to In-N-Out. Oh, yeah. God, what do you think? Number one all time? It's a, you know, it's a little overrated. They, they Let's it, go! <laughs> sorry, that was my number one on another list. All right, go, I'm sorry. Thank Coach you. Go ahead. And, and number one was definitely going up to that uh, camp, the hockey camp up in uh, Peterborough that I was talking about earlier. Uh, was up there with a uh, peanut and little pandas uh, old coach staying at his cottage, uh, which was on an island in the middle of a lake, and you had to throw the gear on the boat and, you know, drive over to the marina every morning and then head to the rink. And um, so that was a lot of fun. And then they did a, a tournament at the end of the week, a three-on-three tournament. And so they put all the American kids on on one team plus plus one kid from up there. So they each team had four players. And uh, they ended up winning it all in very dramatic fashion. Goal scored with the second Let's left. Let's go. Uh, that is I, unbelievable. I throwing a punch you know so situational awareness that he needed to learn of uh you have a one goal lead with a minute left you don't throw a punch i don't care what anyone's doing to you you know that sort of thing but they back with a minute or a second left so it was exciting and fun um so yeah we got to bring home a medal as well didn't bring home a banner but brought brought home a medal that's i'm more intrigued that's great by taking a boat to the rink like that sounds fantastic I, I picture this like tall person with like a gray robe that goes over his head and a, like a long staff, like pushing on the ground. Like he wasn't you know, in like, I was thinking Hades, but <laughs> and you pick that little panda's old coach in a, a, a gray robe and staff pushing his boat across. Yes, Actually, yes, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely. I could. Yeah, we need to get him on here. I'm still trying. Yeah, uh, Lady Rose. Um, let's see. I don't know what my third play. I know what one and two are. I don't know what number three. I guess number three has just kind of been. We took it easy this summer and didn't put little Wildcat in a ton of camps and stuff. So he's just kind of sporadically been in and out of the house, which has given us a nice relaxed summer with him. Um, uh, we, and he got a nice new hairstyle, which I think is amazing for a little preteen. Um, so that's been fun. And then number two would be taking him to his first kind of real concert, which was fallout boy. Oh, cool. Which was a lot of fun. Cause I had my own concert tour this summer and then yes, number one. <laughs> yeah. Number one is, um, is was our road trip, our mother son road trip that we took in July to, you know, um, to that terrible place in the south. But it was a wonderful, you know, where Sammy is from. Uh, but it was a wonderful road trip. 
to see my family. So it was a good time, just the two of us. So we had a great, we had a great relaxing summer, I guess. Sounds great. I did not relax at all. I let me let me start by saying that that thinking back to this summer, I missed you people. <laughs> I felt like we didn't do as many you know uh, podcasts, and I missed uh, just hanging out and talking with y'all. So just 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 to preface my top three, uh, but anyways, so let me think. Mine was uh, number three, which most people put as number one was going up to Toronto and seeing Toronto and um, going to the hockey hall of fame. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, That was a great experience that that him and I had. Um, Number two was this, I I would say it's a, it's a grouping of things. He he took a lesson at top golf and I got to play golf with him down in Hilton head. And uh, we played two rounds of golf together this summer, a little, little Panda and I, and, he's into it now and I love it. Uh, it just it excites me. Like it actually kind of even tampered the, um, the upcoming hockey season a little bit. Like somebody asked me today, like, are you excited about hockey? I go, I'm ready to go out and play more golf with, you know, with my kid. I go, this is, this is great. Uh, and the number one, I think experience with, with my kid and it's going to go back to Toronto and, and, and lady Rose is going to love this is uh floor seats, seeing UK play in that tournament and meeting John Calipari, I thought was a, and then talking sports with him and talking about youth uh, sports, I thought was a phenomenal experience. I was like, this is unbelievable. And for for little peanut, I mean, sorry, little panda's first uh, basketball game ever to go see uh, UK out there, the number one recruiting class, and probably going to be the SEC champs this year. It was amazing. Man, <laughs> what's Stephen A. Smith? Come on, man. I just added that just to rub it in your face here, Uncle Sam. So let's so good, so let's good. Talk about John Calipari's record against Tennessee because it's a losing. It doesn't one. let's not. It's a losing one. Who cares? Oh, well, so the, right. the eventual SEC champs do. Uh, let's take it home. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, Coach Chad's on the road. So wait, hold um, on. Ron. All right, number one was uh, the Donks tournament team for all of us. I forgot to mention that. Oh yeah. Wow, I didn't. You're gonna <laughs> in true dogs fashion. That was more spring. I, you know, I felt like it was. What was it, Memorial Day weekend? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it was. It was good. School it was wasn't good. even out yet. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. All right. Yeah, let's close this up, boys and girls. Uh, let's see. Support the podcast. There's listener support on Spotify, and we still have a merch store. Someday somebody will buy something from it, I'm sure, other than me. <laughs> and if you want to be a join, uh, donk, join our podcast. You can email us at 3 pod at gmail.com. And or, oh, God bless you. Uh, 3DonksHockeyPod at gmail.com. And then our website's still going, uh, thedonkshockeypod.com. And um, now that the season starts rolling, I'm sure we're going to get some more stuff rolling on that. And then also give us a like on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, that helps with our um, podcast, and, and that supports us in a big way and gets us uh, gets us going, I guess, right? Anybody got anything before we close it out? No? Coach Chad, thank you again. Sorry about the technical difficulties at the beginning. Yeah, thanks, Coach Chad. We loved having you. No problem. Um, having me. All right, you guys ready for a roadie? Let's do it. All right, roadie guys. All right, our hockey sponsored business tonight is a, the Hockey Heroes program 
which brings kids with special abilities on the ice. It's the Hockey Heroes Program. And for this uh, hockey-sponsored business, we have Shelly Barber with us uh, from Owensboro, Kentucky, who started this program. Shelly, welcome to the Donks Podcast. And uh, Thanks for having me. Um, Shelly is a certified occupational therapist assistant in Owensboro, Kentucky, and she started this program. And I read this, pro- I read this program, um, I saw on Facebook, as a matter of fact, and I reached out to her and I wanted to highlight this. And um, I, I think the program was great. And I think it's, you know, I think it should be an inspiration to, to, to hockey programs out there to maybe consider doing something of this nature. Shelly, can you tell us more about the program? Uh, well, Hockey Heroes, um, I started it. I had, I've talked about it for a lot of years, but I've raised two boys who played hockey and I just didn't have the spare time. So my boys are older now. My husband and the rink manager here in Owensboro encouraged me to start this program and because pediatric occupational therapy is my passion. That's what I do. I work with kids all day long. I work on getting them to be able to do things in the community that they didn't know they could do. So why not put two things I love together? So hockey and my pediatric clients, and they have loved it. You know, some of these kids before I started posting stuff on Facebook, didn't even really know we had an ice rink and we are not a large city. We're very small. So for you not to know, we have a a nice ice rink, a new one, here in our community, that's really sad. And then to think that you can't access that, that's sad too. So it's just been great. Um, I was a little bit scared, still a little scared every time it's like I have a, we have another session on Saturday. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, and it's, it's amazing. Facebook has blown it up. That. That is incredible, Shelly. Um, how big is your, how many kids do you have coming out Saturday now? This Saturday, I'm not sure because people keep every, it's like dinging as we speak, telling me somebody else has signed up. Somebody else has signed up. I'm expecting about 25 kids. Wow. That's amazing. So, uh, That's yeah, I have a lot of help. Our high school team comes out most, I get about half of those players every session I have come out and help skate. The high school coaches come out and help. Uh, The Bantam coaches come out and help us. So it's just been amazing to see, for people to see hockey as a community. It takes all of us to do anything. So I really like that the kids who didn't even know we had hockey, who come and then their families, they see it's this huge community of people who work together. That's great, Shelly. I'm so ecstatic that you uh, returned my call and thank you for uh, bringing this program to our podcast and, and giving us the privilege to highlight it. I think the work that you're doing is wonderful. Um, and you are a 5013C nonprofit. How, do, how would people be able to contribute to your program, Hockey Heroes? Um, well, they can contact me through email and I can give them my 501c3 information. Some people have been doing Venmo. I have some businesses who are asking me to send them what I need. Like 
um, Heritage Federal, which is a bank here, they asked me for a list of equipment and they are buying the equipment and then they're going to deliver it to me. So just, or they can Facebook message me and we can figure it out. Okay. And Shelly can be reached at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Barber, B-A-R-B-E-R, 1104 at yahoo.com. Shelly Barber, 1104 at yahoo.com. And she's associated with the Owensboro Youth Hockey Association on Facebook. So if you need more information on Hockey Heroes program and you want to contribute to something that sounds very worthwhile, get a hold of her and reach out to her. But uh, did you have anything for her, Sammy, before we wrap up our hockey sponsor business for this episode? Yeah, Shelly, do you have any advice for, for any of the listeners that might be interested in starting some sort of program like you guys have? Well, uh, make sure you have your support system, your rink managers, your coaches, the teams that will come out and help you. Um, that's where I started. I had no idea what I was doing, really. I just knew what I wanted to do on the ice. Um American Special Hockey Association is helping me get uh, on their in their team organization. USA Hockey is helping me with the sled portion. So once you get your local support team and reach out, I actually those people found me on Facebook. So when it came, all this came out, just talking to your other hockey parents, to the hockey coaches. I mean, I was amazed at how enthusiastic they were to help and oh my gosh this was such a great idea this is such a good program and it's just been amazing that's awesome and it's awesome to hear like the hockey community coming together to help once again that's uh hockey heroes uh they're out of owensboro kentucky uh hockey is the hockey family is worldwide so we know that so uh, hockey Heroes, and that's Shelly Barber 1104 at yahoo.com, or reach out to the Owensboro Youth Hockey Association on Facebook. And that is our hockey sponsor business for this podcast.